Hello. Hey, man. You can hear me? I can. You sound great. Excellent. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a special interview, a follow-up, a 2.0, if you will, of my conversation with the legend, the man, Chris Metzen. Chris, welcome back. Hey, thanks, Scott. It's been too long, dude. I saw you briefly at BlizzCon, but... um, uh, and we talk oh, here yeah. and there on text and stuff, but it's been a while and uh, it's nice to finally catch up. It has. It's it's kind of hard to keep track of time, to be honest with you. It, it just goes by so fast these days. Yeah. It's good to see you then, though. You had this crazy cool beard and then <laughs> then Chris got uh, had to have surgery and uh, we were all, you know, concerned about you and stuff. But it, it all went well, sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a... You had to shave yeah, that uh, beard. <laughs> not to get too technical, a bunch of bad discs, I guess I had had forever. Mm-hmm. And the bone spurs, bone spurs were starting to, um, like, cut my spinal cord a little bit, and you know, just off and on pain and um, numbness. So, yeah, they went in and did a bunch of um, crazy cutting and um, grafting of metals. Uh, so my cyborg parts are working really well. It's it's uh, faster, stronger. Oh, that's great, dude! Modern technology, great. modern medicine is. So, pretty amazing think, yeah it's the thing to behold pretty amazing it was kind of the first thing i've ever been in for you know i've been to you know i don't know in and out of urgent cares and things for years but i've never really had a procedure done so it was pretty it's pretty wild but the the crew was really good and that's great they took good care of me that's awesome so you know not to make a direct reference but not unlike the the orcs in the next world of warcraft expansion you have you now have the option to stand up straight and not hunch over and that's fantastic wow wow dude that was pretty deft well i mean i got it's a thing, it's a weird little tiny detail they've added to this thing that i yeah. actually really like orcs standing up are really kind of badass i mean i have to admit there's a little temptation to ask you if you think that's canonical enough and it's okay for them to not yeah, be I mean, all hunched over it's awesome i mean going back that's that's kind of how i always drew them um you know if i was just kind of doodling or you know kind of um, you know, developing a character, I, I kind of liked them a little more upright, mm-hmm. which, in my opinion, gave our orcs a little more um, uh, distinctiveness, I guess. Um, but you know, the over time, you know, the artwork of the models and all that stuff, you know, the, being a little more ape-like, yeah. um, you know, it worked fine. Yeah, um, it was all right. But I kind of like, you know, like whenever I would draw Thrall, for instance, I'd draw him a little more upright, uh, where. The texture set, you know, his model um, until recently was more based on the old orcs. He's all hunched over with the Doomhammer armor. So now we have, I guess since Cataclysm, the more updated version of him, which is a little more upright. Yeah, and he's got his sweet uh, necklace, which everyone likes. That's right. It's probably not the right term, but it, I'll ne- call it. Necklace is fine. Is that fine? Okay. Which is which is an homage um, <laughs> back to, so I'll just tell you for nothing, the greatest fighting game ever made, okay. in my humble opinion. Okay. Is Samurai Showdown 2 for the Neo Geo. It's a great um, game. Ancient, ancient system. Yeah. But Blizzard was pretty much built on Samurai Showdown 2. <laughs> you know, through the, through the early games we developed up through Warcraft, Warcraft 2. Um, we played, it's like the whole, you know, the whole shop, you know, again, I think back in those days, you know, we're like 20, you know, 20, maybe 20, 25 people. Yeah. We would break down every day at lunch and just rotate in and out of Samurai Showdown. So one of the characters in that game, Wan Fu, was this big, you know, brute, you know, ogre-looking dude with a giant sword, but he had this awesome necklace of, you know, magic balls. So, uh, <laughs> wow, this is an origin uh, story I didn't expect to get today. That's fantastic. That. So that's that's where Thrall's uh, balls come from. Yeah, so that'll be a in, uh, about two seconds. But <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of those weird affects um you know kind of visual affects or you know from you know a lot of things that inspired us over time so a lot of people there's there's a little via there for you sure a lot of people see me going into this interview and they think i'm not going to come out with anything that's you know notable and i i would just like to submit in the first five (laughs) minutes we've done it we've all we've already done it so anything from here down it's all downhill man yeah we don't have to think about it from here on out uh well that's that's awesome uh last we talked you were super busy uh doing a whole lot of warhammer painting and stuff is that still going on were you able to do that while you were down with the back thing like how how's that uh, been not as much um i was down for well defined down i they 
they demanded that I not move around too much for about four months. Jeez. Kind of like, you know, you can't pick up anything heavier than a coffee cup or something like that. As they explained it to me, you know, the pins in my vertebrae, you know, bone, it can be a little bit like drywall. Or if you move around too much, it's going to bore out, mm. you know, where the pins rest. And they want that bone to grow real snug around the metal. Mm. Uh, so, hey, no screwing around, no jumping jacks, no driving the, you know, the, the razor, no, you know, jumping off the cliffs or whatever. So, um, it was really rough because, you know, I mean, we got a, you know, at that time, you know, one year old at home and, you know, who needs to be put in the bathtub and needs to be picked up. You know, it was, it was, cat got a lot of the, literally the heavy lifting and I'm just kind of sitting there going, Oh, I guess I'll just watch, you know, another sitcom and enjoy my frappuccino. <laughs> sure. Why not? Hey dude, you get the, you get the demanded four months to take it easy. That's the time to, to take it's it. It's super hard for me. Oh God, I hate it. I hate, um, not inactivity. I do leisure really well, but I hate when there's, you know, there's stuff to be done and I'm useless. Yeah. I can't stand the feeling of useless. So I did that for a while, um, for a number of months and kind of made it through. Yeah. Um, yeah. and God bless, cat uh, you know who kind of held it all up and took care of everybody and well, she's, um, the, she's the bomb in fact as far as i'm concerned the only reason you and i are talking voice to voice right now she probably got skype all working for you didn't she yeah, <laughs> you know what today of the, it's like the first time this ever happened i didn't have to lean on her for tech support <laughs> um, she just had a bunch of dental work done so she's all doped up when i picked her up this morning just kind of you know some kind of helping her in the house and Sure. And she, 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 God bless this girl. She's like, well, how, how's your interview going to go? You know, we got to set up the microphones. We've, we've done a bunch of re, uh, got a new computer system that broke. I'm like, I don't even know if we have microphones. I don't know how to use that cat. How do I find Skype? Um, and I, I just had to figure it out today. So here we are, baby. That's great, I, I, man. I, Look I, I at you. It together. I, yeah. you know, it's fantastic. Uh, God, it's like solo hotwire in the Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Nice job. You don't even have a Wookiee up top. He's doing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Uh, speaking of Wookiees, actually, this is a good transition to uh, something I wanted to talk to you about, and you'd actually kind of mention it in a little text back and forth. But what a what a crazy thing! What a crazy time we live in. And the last time we spoke is not you know all that different. But I don't know that we've ever lived in a time that's a little bit more of an embarrassment of riches than we live in now in terms uh, of yeah. our nerd culture, the geeky entertainment we like, the stuff we're into is like at this all-time fevered pitch and uh it's it's almost hard to decide where you want your attention to go because you're gonna get a new star wars movie you're gonna get two regardless yeah. yeah no matter what like that's a imagine saying that 25 years ago you just want you'd have looked at me funny oh you couldn't have imagined it no it's a totally different kind of world let, let alone all these tv shows in development and you know it's it's just like you said an, an embarrassment of riches yeah in terms of content. You yeah, know? really. And not only that, like as an old time, uh, I use the term old loosely, okay, because you're a young guy. But you've been reading comics your whole life. and Get off of my lawn. <laughs> when you were a younger guy, and some, if somebody would have come up to you and said, yo, Chris, I'll, I'll bet you that in uh, you know the, the mid to late 2000s, uh, we're going to have, you know, the most popular movies are going to be based on B-tier uh, Marvel characters that nobody really cares too much about in terms of sales. They won't be X-Men. They won't be Spider-Man. It'll be the Avengers and it'll be Ant-Man. It'll be the Wasp. Like, I don't think you would have believed it. I know I wouldn't have. No. I, I, I didn't no. think they were no, capable. I would have laughed her right out of town. Yeah. No. So we live in this time now where that stuff worked and it's crazy. Like, it's so crazy how many places your eyeballs can be pulled and get something good. It isn't so much that there's one good thing and a lot of trash. It's mostly good. And and it's everywhere and ever present. Yeah. And it's all, yes, that's a great way to put it. Video games, same way. It's, it's no longer two or three titles you pay attention to in a quarter. It's now I'm checking Steam on Monday to see what landed this week. And I'm checking, you know, yeah. the Switch store on Tuesday. And it's crazy. Yeah. The constant new trailers for content. New, you know, it's, it's, Sometimes I wonder, you know, I, I, you know, I hang out with, you know, my kids a lot, um, uh, partially because I don't really leave the house a whole lot. <laughs> um, and damn it, I've been training them to be, you know, little alpha geeks. Uh, you know, they're on their way. Um, they've got a few of their merit badges. Right. 
and they know they know what's up. And so, you know, it's like I watch these things come out and I have my own sense of like excitedness or, or interest level for, you know, different, you know, franchises that are launching or different moves Marvel makes, different moves that Star Wars makes. And so there's my own kind of read on that being, you know, I'll be 45 this year, right? You know, mm-hmm. long lifetime of looking at product and the flow of product and the flow of exciting ideas. Um, and obviously for, for us or folks our age, you know, when we were kids, you know, it, it, it just obviously it just wasn't like this. You right. Know? Right. Um, and so I look at my Rugrats and I go, what, what must it be like growing up with this sense that this is normal? This is just the way it is. Like like whatever ideas you can think of in your head, there would be just a, an insane you know, from things you've you've liked or experienced. Like there may be some giant summer blockbuster feature film based on that wild idea. You know, like we just didn't. We didn't have this, you know, when we were young. Um, Not even close. I mean, so, I, I remember cable, like, cable TV came along and about lost my mind. And I yeah. thought, this is unlike anything Grandpa this ever had. Yeah. Stuff's still on. It's 24 hours a day. I'm getting movies. I don't <laughs> like them, but, I, but they're sure there. Um, yeah, it was just insane, you know. So I, I wonder sometimes that they appreciate just how miraculous this time is. And I, I, I say that to them all the time, you know. So... You know, and then and then kids a little older than them or, you know, um, I don't know, man, you know, the 20 somethings these days. Like, sure. do they do they get how incredible this is? You know, and then you have to step back and consider, well, there's so much hyper nerdy content that never would have been made, you know, 30 years ago, um, never could have been conceived 30 years ago. Um, but these days, not all of it is a plus content necessarily mm-hmm. you know a lot of it is a lot of it isn't yeah um and so it's kind of a it's kind of a trick um you know people get you know pretty emotional about things these days especially when they are displeased or when you know expressions of content do not you know match their expectations you know it's it's um it's hard to watch these days for me you know i, I kind of you know i'm on facebook and, and twitter and things like that and just to watch people get just absolutely mauled um, because their, you know, their movie or their comic or their, you know, the, the way they kind of developed, you know, their game or whatever. If it if it doesn't, if it displeases, you know, some, you know, um, number of people out there, then they are loud and. Um, do you think it's a? Do you think that's like a like right know? right? Do you think it's like a? Uh, it's like a false ownership thing, like, you know, when I. I I quite like Last Jedi. Like I'm, I know that there's a large contingent of of Star Wars nerds that did not come away too pleased with with that movie. I saw it twice in theaters. I enjoyed it even more the second time. Like I was in the camp of this is pretty good, and I like what Ryan sure. Johnson is doing. Uh, but it did that in particular. That particular experience felt like there were a lot of people coming out of the woodwork going this is my star Wars and I don't like what you've done with my star Wars. So therefore I'm angry at all of you. Right. Not my Luke. Yeah. Not my Luke, not my star Wars. We're going to have, you know, we're going to do a a crowd campaign to refund a a remake of it, or I'll never go to star Wars again. Or in some extreme cases, you know, better watch your back, Ryan Johnson, (laughs) you know, (laughs) totally that kind of stuff. I don't, Uh, I've never understood it. I don't get it. It's crazy. it's absolutely crazy. And it's something I try and, you know, talk to my kids about, you know, cause they, you know, they're, you know, aware. Um, and I just try and I, I want to talk about the, the star Wars thing, um, in a sec, but there's an interesting theme there, you know, as, as a, as an elder statesman geek, yeah. you know, I try to be appreciative of, of the cool shit when it's happening. Right. Not all of it's awesome. Um, and we are geeks, right? We want to sit and we want to talk. We want to dissect, you know, kind of these things. And, um, oh, God, what if it had done this? Or what about, you know, this possibility? Or, oof, I, you, know, you know, there's like 20 minutes in the middle there. It was a little much. Maybe that could have been edited. This is our, this is our, our thing. Yeah. You know, we, we dissect everything. And there is, I think, sometimes a, like a product of superiority that comes out in that, kind of geek psychology right because this is the of all the crazy things that happen in the world for geeks like this is the kind of stuff that we have um deep investment in 
and a lot of feelings about and our in you know the, the, how we use our minds and imaginations to kind of pick things apart and weigh them with each other it's kind of part of what you know being a geek is you know kind of loving a thing and then just dissecting it and you know you know chewing on the gristle of it all sure and, bu- think, and building those worlds more than they've been built like you, you yeah you know. you know kind of you know fanfic and you know um you know, fan art and, and just kind of taking things down the line. Like that's a glorious part of what all this is, but sometimes it feels these days, like, you know, especially with the, you know, the, the the Ryan Johnson thing, it was like, it just shocked me that there was so much hatred for that guy when, I I don't know. My personal feeling was um, I had a blast with that movie. I had a lot of fun in the theater watching it because I'd, no expectation. I had no idea where it was going to go. Right. Um, and I thought he crafted a really solid film experience. Like it's really like take a couple steps back from whether you wanted Luke to act that way or not. That film is so well crafted that the shots, the pacing, the, the effects, I mean, there was, it's just beautifully built. Um, if I'm, if I'm talking smack at all, I felt like the, uh, the casino scene in the middle was a little, draggy mm-hmm. uh, sure um you know i like the content you know like where it went and they're on the ship and you know the you know the, the you know the, the good guys and bad guys you know discussion you know the war profiteers that's all cool hooks for star wars like i'm in you know but you know if i'm you know throwing inside rocks at it you're like eh, you know you could have could have cut that down cut, cut it down a little bit and kept sure. your pace yeah moving um but so that's the kind of geeky stuff I think, but but the 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 real sacred cow is that people just hated the depiction. At least one element I've heard is just the depiction of Luke, yeah. and yeah, I don't know, I don't know what people expected or whatever. But I oh god, but but then again, I've got a thing for like old broken soldiers, right? Like, right. Um, I loved <laughs> that portrayal, and to me, it evoked a lot of that like Yoda and Obi Wan choosing exile. These grizzled old dudes, you know, putting their faith in you know, this, this kid that shows up out of nowhere. And to me, um, that really struck me that like Luke had landed in that same space. I think there's a line in the movie. It's like, why do you think I came to the most, un, you know, unfindable planet in the universe? I came here to die. Yeah. And that just rocked me. I'm like, wow, where are we going? You know? Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, Yoda slaps him around a little bit and goes, dude, pull your head out of your ass. You know, this girl is important. Um, you know, you need to, you know, I guess the theme there in Luke's turn was that even your failures, you know, have to be taught and passed forward. I, I thought that was, like, wow. Yeah, how, it was good. How, how stupidly Jedi is that, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> that's some deep, weird, you know. And yeah. so I just had a blast with it, right? And then, and the the kids had a blast with it. I don't know. You know, we, we walked out going, damn, can't wait for the next one. That was awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, you you know, if you're on the internet at all, just hearing all the, the vitriol and the, the hate for this guy, it's like, it, it did rattle me a little bit in terms of, there's just no respect for that guy as an artist for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They, they simply wanted the product to be their way. Right. And utterly missed um, the things that that artist was bringing to the, the, the tableau of Star Wars. And you still have to, really when, when that happens, you don't have to, I would you agree with this, that you don't, it's okay to watch it and go, I thought the middle bit of the casino was a little draggy, but you still consumed it as it as it is, and you made your own, you know, you had your own feelings about it. Yeah. And, it, and I just don't understand how... But I'm not going to throw darts at the director, you know, because here's a whole nother thing. Here's a whole nother... There are some directors I will... I'll tool, you know, with my friends or whatever. I'm not going to get on the internet and <laughs> right. burn people down. What's the... That frustrates me. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I'll talk to my friends or cat, you know, we talk about this stuff all the time. Sure. Um, and I'll throw, I'll throw dog poo at, you know, Michael Bay or whatever, you know, you know, <laughs> from time to time. I used to really like Michael Bay's movies. Same. Um, and they, it's just, they've just gotten increasingly kind of, huh? Yeah. And I, and here, here you go, right? This is the same kind of thing. I love me some Transformers. I love me some Optimus Prime in particular. I do not like when that character is just absolutely hammered. But I'm not going to go burn dude's house down. I'm not going to write a bunch of shitty letters or whatever. Like, as an artist, you know, he'll he'll figure his shit out or he won't. 
Yeah, that's um, a really good way to look he'll at do it. Really great work, or he won't. You know, um, it, it, the simple fact is, I, I don't go to Transformers movies anymore. Although Bumblebee looks really fun. Yeah. Um, you know, and so in, in in that way, I'm not out to get this guy. He hasn't f-ing wronged me. Sorry, yeah. did I just? No, you're fine. You swear all you want. So um, whatever you want to do. <laughs> goodness, um, I'm not going to tool that guy out in public or whatever, or rake him through the coals. I'm just not going to buy a ticket to his next gig. Right. Or if I am, it's going to be based on, you know, other factors like. I heard an interview where he said, yeah, we're, we weren't happy with this, how this turned yeah, out. And totally. Yeah. You, totally. Like you take it in the, as the full package, not just this one off two hours and then make totally. the rest of your life's decisions based on that. And that's the thing about like Ryan Johnson or, or, or anyone else that gets raked over the coals. It's like, if you sat down and talked to that, any reasonable geek, if you sat down and had lunch with that guy, as improbable as that sounds, some busy Hollywood dude, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're just talking about like, well, why this choice or why that choice? You go, oh, well, I get that. You know, I never thought of that before because I've seen inside the machine, you know, not just making games. And there's a lot of it that's analogous to making film. Um, But, you know, I got that like a really awesome opportunity to see the making of the Warcraft film. And you had everyone involved on it was like a passionate expert. Right. It was an excellent team. Duncan's a stud. The production group was was studly i mean the the art group ilm it, it there was no lack of of talent there and seeing inside the process of there's just so many mouths to feed you know different you know uh, you know different you know the the studio folks wanting more of this and the production company wanting a little more of this and how is this going to read to people and you know just the sheer um back and forth chaos of how any movie gets made like i i understand that you don't always get literally what you set out to get. You have to compromise all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, even on Star Wars movies, you know. Um, and 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 when anything comes out of just absolute pure vision, I, I I don't I can't recall. I remember when the original Matrix movie came out, and dude, I, I don't remember what year that was. Was that mid nineties? Ninety nine, I want to say. Okay. Right at the end of the okay, year. Okay. Right decade. Yeah. Um, do you remember when the Matrix came out? That we all went to the theater, and no one really knew what to expect. Um, you just heard a little bit of buzz. Hey, you got to go see this thing. I don't even know how to tell you about it. You know, I don't even know how to define it. And we went to the theater and watched the Matrix, and came out with our minds blown. Yeah. Like, what was that? It's like a cyberpunk, kung fu, <laughs> super style. It, you could world within a world. You, you just couldn't even define it clearly but it was so much fun and it was so fresh and it just everything just about everything about it was um just 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 perfect i agree it's on my it's and, on my list of perfect movies it's the right yeah, word yeah, yeah. I love and it. even then knowing nothing about anything I, I remember thinking like wow how hard must it have been to get that made yeah uh, because it didn't feel like there was a lot of compromise going on in that thing um, but but now I know, you know, time and tide and some experience, you know, that that's what happens to most films. And so I don't know. I have a real is an interesting thought. I, I was I was about to say I have a real empathy for anyone that's trying to create big entertainment, you know, whether it's games or, or movies or, or comics or whatever. Um, it's hard. It's hard to get your vision out. It's hard to do great stuff. You don't always get to have it the way you, you exactly wanted it. There will always be people in the mix. Uh, whether they're protecting the money investment or they, you know, they just simply have power and want weird shit in your stuff. Um, I always wonder about that too. How many, how many times is this stuff just luck? You know, like at the end of the day, did the mate, did the first matrix, did they just get lucky that they got everything out that they wanted to get out despite all the compromises you make, even in that case, maybe because it was so below the radar. Right. And Mm -hmm. it hit at just the right time. And you know, that's what people would respond to. There's so many variables, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I always try and stop and, um, just scale back on everything and just remember that there's artists there that have worked really hard to build X, you know, to build that thing. And it may not always have gone to plan and it's a miracle that anything cool gets made at all. (laughs) That's, that's a fact. Um, you know, but I remember, um, you know, going back to, uh, I, I hope this is okay to talk about. It's just my opinion. I won't reveal anything, but it just in terms of respect. But I remember when you know, we were doing um, Diablo three, and there was a bunch of controversy around this move or this move or this change or you know this direction, and the community really, um, the Diablo community at the time really just rolled 
you know, Jay Wilson over the Colts. They and did. Yeah. it was such a crazy thing to watch because these people don't know Jay. He's one of the sweetest, coolest, you know, m- you know, most chill people you'd ever meet. Hardworking dude who bled for his team, you know, who, who sometimes had to champion things. He wasn't completely behind because the team just is totally behind it. And um, I watched the anonymous Internet, you know, not not everybody. You know, it's a it's a vocal minority. Right. Um, but these people were a lot of these people were just and I, again, I don't know who these people are. I'm, I'm being very broad, but these people were savages to my friend. Yeah. And it was so hard to watch. I and remember that. That was ugh, that was rough. That, that was rough. That kind of that shit. That, that's one of the first ones that really, you know, obviously it was close to home. And. It's like he wasn't completely, you know, he just happened to be the public face at that time. Yeah. Well, you're I'm no, thinking, you're no stranger to this either. I mean, you certainly felt the, felt some of this kind of heat, right? Before. Um, I've, I've, I, I guess I would say I've been very, very lucky, um, all these years. Cause I was also like Jay also, you know, one of the public faces of the company. And, um, I had done a number of things over the years that were stupid that forced you know, or I'd say something stupid and the fan base would call me out. Um, so, you know, there were plenty of those, but I felt those were earned, um, you know, like red shirt guy and, oh right, uh, you know, what was that false thought or whatever. And I, <laughs> I could go back and explain to you my thought, like, like I knew what was up with all those characters. It's just being on that stage in that moment with that kid. I, I mixed two characters up. I think I was thinking of the character of Duncan. I'm like, wait a minute. He just fell off the Griffin. I'm like, oh, that's the wrong guy. <laughs> But I couldn't complete the circuit of thought, and right. the fan base goes, "Ah, you don't know your shit at all." Yeah. I'm like, well, all right, any of you kids get up here and let's do some trivia, right? I'll sure. Yeah. We'll see. Who doesn't know Warcraft shit. That's what I remember thinking. Um, By the way, that same guy, the red shirt guy, fell asleep on my couch at Undertaker one year. Total. <laughs> that's so. Total rad. side so note. Total side and note. So unconnected. He's a nice kid. Yeah, he was a nice uh, guy, but he slept on my couch. But anyway. Oh, that's so rad. Yeah. Um, I love that kid. I uh, only <laughs> met him a couple times, but. You know, I, I, w- I was very lucky over the years because um, for, for whatever reason, I never really got caught up in um, serious hate. I think some of my moves made made people upset over time. And there was always, um, I oh, God, I hate this, but the, the green Jesus bullshit. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. You made it. Yeah, you don't love that. All, all that. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> there was always a lot of that and it would make me a little crazy, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't hateful. Um, maybe right. sometimes it was, but whatever, you know, it, it wasn't ever at a volume that I always felt very embraced by our community. And I was always very appreciative of, of that because, you know, it, it, it doesn't take a genius to see how fast it turns and, um, how hard it would be to kind of re reestablish trust or relationship, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. Those things always really informed how I looked at the relationship with artists and fandom. And I, I guess sometimes what worries me about what's happening these days, because it does feel like it's at a favorite pitch and it feels like it's, you know, around every other corner, someone's getting just yeah. mercilessly destroyed. Ramped up. And when what did they really set out to do? What do you think Ryan Johnson set out to do? What do you think Ryan Johnson loves? Right. My My guesses there are Dude loves Star Wars. Yeah. Dude got the, the, the gold, most golden opportunity ever to tell a Star Wars story, to keep the, the ball rolling. And I, 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 can, I don't know the man. I never met him. I can only guess that dude approached it with religious zeal and, and fidelity and wanted to do the, the best he could. Mm-hmm. And he's his own guy. He's an artist. He has his own instincts. He has his own, you know, like, oh, you know, I always wanted to do this in a, in a Star Wars story or, you know what, I'm going to take it this way. And I had to step back and go, you know, dude's an artist. This is what we need. You know, like, even if I didn't like that movie and I did, um, who am I to burn this dude down? Right. And we need the artist to do it. I don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want algorithmic Star Wars movies. I don't, dude, dude. you know, and it's, and by the way, you know, if 10,000 nerds are raging that it sucks, that's 10,000 <laughs> radically different ideas on how it wouldn't suck. Yeah. Which one do you pick? Right. See, that was well, where I, that's where I got into the scrum. Just, it, yeah. it just gets absolutely ridiculous. And, and imagine, if you will, enough people talk shit on enough artists 
you know what I mean? That, that are really just trying to, you know, engage and entertain and, you know, uh, express themselves. If, how many artists are, oh yeah, here's, here's a weird thought. With the climate the way it is, and I'm sure this isn't as big of a deal. It, this is a very overly dramatic uh, statement. It's not that big of a deal. But imagine a time where, what if you wanted to be an artist? Yeah. What if you wanted to be a filmmaker? What if you wanted to make video games, but you grew up on the internet that literally stoned people that displeased you? Right. I mean, literally picked up rocks and threw enough rocks to kill a person in the street, right? Yeah. The nerd community stones people uh, that it's displeased by. Uh, what, what kind of incentive is that for young people of imagination coming up right now? Yeah, there isn't any. Like, that's a scary, it's a scary thing. I've got a daughter who's very creative. She wants to do all sorts of cool stuff. She sees this. She also sees it that it's heightened or amplified against her particular gender. Like she she feels it in a very acute way. And I have to oh. I have to back her and go, Carter, we got this. You you're better than most of the stuff I see. Don't let these voices get to you. Like I say all that, but I, you know, she's growing up with it. She sees how harsh it can be. And yeah, I, you know, I don't blame her for feeling that way. It's like, you know, you know, 60, 70 years ago, you know, artists or whatever uh, in various countries, actually, it still happens today, you know, having to hide what they do because it's against the law, you know, because the powers that control where you live yeah. might suppress your voice or suppress your art. How upside down is it that you would be afraid <laughs> of your own nerdy people? You know, like, and again, that's way overly dramatized. Um, I think you make a good point, though. I don't that think that kind of stuff yeah. interests me, dude. You yeah. know, like like how many other things feel upside down these days? You know, how quickly does it? You know, have convention? Did do conventions turn? Sure. So I, I guess I guess in short, you know, geeks love to break stuff down and you know disassemble the radio and put it back together, and that's kind of part of the fun of being nerdy. Um, and you know, we like to jam and we like to you know, like like where else would this have gone? That's really healthy. And, and fan art and fanfic and where might this go and this and that, like that's glorious. It is essentially creative. It is essentially relational. Right. Um, but sometimes it feels like it's like this appalling lack of empathy and not for each other, but for the artists that are standing up there, you know, trying to keep, you know, keep the discussion going and and they're being stoned in the streets and it, it just feels like a lack of of empathy for that person and their heart and their imagination and their soul and their spin on things it's like take a f-ing step back and take a breath right it's like it's, at what point in the world did anyone get promised that you know, everything would please you you know that ain't <laughs> life no. and it's almost like like with the kids it's like you know when you want to you know rage or bitch about something or whatever take the opportunity if, if you hated last jedi yeah. Well, then turn a friend on to an expression of Star Wars you love. Yeah. You know, you may not like Last Jedi, but oh, you, you got to see this comic I read in the 90s called Dark Empire. It's so good. Or you got to go back and read, canon or not, these Timmy Zahn, uh, you know, yeah, Dark yeah. Empire, you know, uh, not Dark, uh, good Lord, Heir of the Empire. Yeah. You know, it, it's like take the opportunity to engage positively. You know what I mean? Like, like pay forward elements of the franchise that you loved, you know, so that people get turned on to that instead of like last Jedi sucked. I'm never watching star Wars again. Like bullshit. You're going to be right back in the theater next time. Really? Really? You'll never watch it again. Yeah, I guarantee. guarantee. Really? Yeah. I don't believe anyone who tells me that back in oh, the, come on. when they were it's saying just that. Utter, it's just utter bullshit. Even if uh, they stick to it, it makes me even sadder. Like, I mean, here's a good example. Recently, this was, I, and I, and I, I bring this up because I, I want to kind of get to this part of the creativity of it. Sometimes the work that's created is the spark that starts the fire. For example, I shouldn't use the term fire, but your friend and mine, Christy Golden, who's doing fantastic work at Blizzard, and she's awesome, and I love her books, and I've interviewed her a couple times, and she's just awesome. I just love her to death. Uh, she took all kinds of heat, for lack of a better term, because of the tree burning thing and all the stuff that's going on pre-patch for, uh, for, for Battle for Azeroth. Uh, and while we don't have to get into all that stuff specifically, decisions that are made for those particular story arcs are made months, sometimes years in advance because there's a game to make. And 
raking her over the coals. A lot of people did that. I keep using fire references. I should stop doing that. But anyway, they it gave works. they gave it does work. But they're giving her that, all this that heat. kind of thing. Like that in particular made me. It makes me really mad on behalf of my friend, and it it makes me embarrassed on behalf of the community that's talking that way. Um, you know, Christie's an important voice on that team. Yeah. Um, and and again, you know, she's on she's in the you know franchise development, you know, story and franchise development group, who helps the game devs, you know, expand the fiction of the video game by making, you know, cinematics and comics and books and novellas and all that stuff. So. Christy is one of the, in my opinion, I was trying to hire her for years. Uh, I, she's a, an amazing voice and an amazing story crafter. Yeah. But, you know, where things get planted down, like, hey, we're going to we're gonna light the tree on fire and Sylvanas is going to go, you know, you know. She's going to go uh, full. Dastardly, yeah. right? <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's discussion rings within, you know, the game team and they're cooking on that for a while to the point where it, it reaches a fevered pitch and they come to story and franchise dev to help them express, you know, the direction, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Christy's not singularly in charge of the Warcraft storyline. She's, she's, uh, an excellent craftsman. Um, and like I said, an important voice, but like it, that whole argument or that whole, um, kind of wave of viciousness was just so, yeah. Not not only utterly misplaced, um, but unfair, unjust. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unjust and- is a great way to put it. I'm glad you said unjust. It felt very unjust. And not only that, I just was screaming at, you know, at no one in particular, but in my own head at these people saying, my gosh, have some patience also. We don't know where any of this is going. Like I was in, I was all in as soon as it happened. It wasn't yeah. like I was going, yeah, genocide yeah. in the tree. It's not really the point. Well, the point I mean, is it's like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, dude, I don't have any, I don't have any special inside um, insight into how this is all going to play out. You know, I, I, I ducked out about two years ago. I, you know, literally the last Warcraft thing I worked on was the intro where Anduin does the big res Oh right, uh, you know the, the the pre-render intro for the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's over two and a half years ago. We started baking this thing, um, so that was literally the last thing I, you know, was was part of. So I, I you know, the events that are playing out now, um, which I've had a blast with, are you know, it, to me, I'm I'm just I'm you know one of y'all. You know, I'm a fan. I'm I'm playing it, watching it, experiencing it for the first time, um, and really digging it. But I I tweeted, um, I don't know, maybe it was a week ago in the midst of all this stuff, I'm like, and I can't remember what I said, but yeah. trying to be very politic, I said, everybody just take a breath. Yeah. You have no idea how this is going to play out. You're throwing out, you know, the baby with the bathwater and you just see the very tip of the iceberg. Let the damn thing play out, right. which is, which was my thought. And this happens to some degree, every expansion, yeah. everyone's just alarmist and losing their minds. And this sucks. You've ruined it. You've ruined the horde. You've ruined everything. It's all shit. And then, you know, and then a it's couple not. months later, yeah. we're in the, the meat of the, the real product. And people are like, ah, oh, this is the most Warcraft it's been forever. <laughs> um, you know, let the craftsmen do their thing, have some faith, have some patience, and above all, have some empathy for these human beings, you know, these artists that are giving you everything they got. You may not agree with every call and every move and every turn of story or whatever, right. but let it play out and remember that you know these are people too. You know, it's it's just basic empathy. It's like if it just stopped and like, gosh, would I want people to talk this way about me? Yeah, it seems simple, doesn't Probably it? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's 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 the simplest thing. It's like the internet mob just starts getting going and it's like there's no someone told me once, there's like there's no dads on the internet. Like it needs a giant spanking or something, you know, like, like <laughs> chill out. It's not how you act. Yeah. I feel like that all the time. I feel like I do feel like it's my kids sometimes. And I feel like I'm having to, at least in, in my followership in particular, the freaking out about the burning of that tree uh, and me saying, guys, in Blizzard, I trust. Give this a minute. And and sure enough, swing around to the old soldier uh, cinematic, which mm-hmm. I've never done full rendered pre-patched no. thing how glorious was that that was yeah. incredible so, and it came out of nowhere and people were like oh they threw that together last minute i'm like y'all <laughs> y'all cannot you cannot <laughs> yeah. say that to me yeah yeah and 10 month minimum yeah to do one of those. yeah those guys are i mean that's just not how it works so despite all of that 
so the, the timing of that was it was incredible uh, ironic and perfect it was perfect in every way and it was really good and sour fang on the tip you know on the tips of everyone's tongue now everyone loves that guy and zappy boy or whatever his real name is is now the, the big hot hit of the internet and you know and the same people i heard screaming blood and terror are all yeah. turned now they're going oh yeah now this i can get behind this guy even yeah. the game itself the pre-patch game itself says hey do you want to save people or go right out there and blow up more stuff and i went i want to save people i'm sour fang <laughs> you know like they're yeah. doing to think things to me emotionally and i got to thinking about this if you're in a, in a movie and it starts and you have a middle and you, and you have an end and there's a part of that in the movie where you're like oh my gosh i cannot believe they went there you are lucky enough that within an hour and a half you're done and you've got resolution in a game uh, type situation, or even in television series, we have long breaks between seasons and, you know, everything's 12 episodes now and big cliffhangers and stuff. You kind of have a different problem. I can finish a book. I can finish a movie, but I can't just finish the game. I see Sylvanas do her thing and I'm left going, oh man. You and can then respond I respond to it or not. Right. You can be drawn in or not. It's, right. it's a completely different kind of engagement which which is a lot of times why you see so much passion yeah and you go back to what you initially started talking about which is the sense of ownership um you know which we you know thought about for years you know um we, we kind of uh, came into our own as this phenomenon was was occurring developing gestating um and just that idea that uh I, I I always said like yeah you know we're all in it together you know you, you in that audience at, at BlizzCon or whatever or out there you know watching from home may not have been on the dev team you know but we're all kind of in this experience together you know we all have a role to play to respond or engage and keep it moving you know and um, I do think so let's let's go to Ryan Johnson or whatever you know like sure. like or any artist working in popular worlds. Is that a way to put it? I don't, mm -hmm. I don't have a word for no, that's franchise. A way. Franchise feels so. Stupid. I think it's a great way to look at it. I mean, I wish. Um, I, I mean, it, I world, wish. You know, it's like Dick Tracy's a franchise, but I, I'm not all that passionate about <laughs> right. waiting right. for you know the next A plus director to come in and rebuild a Dick Tracy. Right. And God bless him if they do. Um, but in these big popular worlds, um, you know, there there is a responsibility to do it right. You know, like you know, I talked to Duncan Jones forever about Warcraft. You know, and this guy was committed to to honoring what people loved about it you know if not all the details details shift especially for film uh in translating film you know from game right um but I, I you know i felt very confident that he got it and he loved it and he wanted to make um the fan base proud you know and build something that they you know they would recognize and um you know feel part of you know and you know ryan johnson whoever you know like like clearly that guy loves star wars mm -hmm. and had you know it, you know every intention of building something you know with all the soul and mythology and imagination that you know um he had grown up with you know um you know having seen the original trilogy it, like there's no just can't be any question in our minds you know that there is a responsibility but you know, sometimes the expressions, you know, it's, it's for as many different artists as there are in the world, sometimes the expressions aren't necessarily going to match expectation or mass expectation. It's like you also observed there's all sorts of people out there that didn't necessarily have any expectation. But when people start talking so much shit, it creates a, the snowball effect. And other people are like, yeah, that's right. You know, they haven't even seen it yet, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever. It, you know, pick anything as an example. Yeah. I see that happening all the time. People just going batshit crazy. What was one of the ones that happened? Um, I'm a big Marvel fan, right? So the Secret Empire storyline from um, a few years ago where, you know, Hydra kind of takes over the United States. And, you know, it's kind of a radical direction. Like, whoa, where are you guys going? And mm -hmm. they made, um, you know, Cap is revealed to have been a Hydra agent. Spoilers, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't the entire time. Um, also, you know, but, also but he died once, but really, guess what? Spoilers, he didn't really die. Like, yeah, right. welcome to comics. Uh, it wasn't really Steve, you yeah. know, but like, <laughs> but like, before the thing even gets rolling and I'm sitting there going, Whoa, this is radical. I don't even know. It made me feel creepy. I mean, this isn't, you know, the, the cap I love, but okay, Marvel, let's, let's see where we go. You mm -hmm. know, radical. Yeah. Um, but before, you know, 
it's like the second issue even comes out. People have made up their minds and, you know, it's, it's the most fascinating thing. And I guess at a commercial level, uh, they get to, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to buy it, but they didn't start to stop talking shit. You know, they, they didn't see where it went and the vitriol didn't really stop either. Um, it just created this really weird kind of circuit of, of negativity. And I just use that as a, as a random example, but we sure can get ourselves into a tizzy. Um, and again, I just come back to this idea that, that just, you just got to stop and take a breath and remember that these are human beings on the other side of the expression. Right. Um, would you want to be raked over coals in that way? Um, yeah. I love the idea of getting mad. Like, for example, um, I loved getting mad. I was genuinely angry with Sylvanas. I was mm. not angry with her creators, her current writers, any of the decision makers. Mm-hmm. Not angry with them. I'm mad at her because she did a thing that's terrible in the context of the world. That's fun. Like, it's fun to go, whoa, not my horde. Why, what's this about? <laughs> it's a great, it was, it was, I was having so much fun with that, despite the fact that it was such this, you know, this such dark turn. All right. Um, but take any other example like that, Captain America being a, you know, supposedly a, a secret agent for the wrong side for a long time. I'm happy to be upset at him, at others in the story. Like that's, that's good storytelling. It's when part you're, of the experience. Yeah. You're making me emotionally invested. I wonder sometimes I'm no expert in this and I have nothing to hold this up, but I'm just going to say it. I just wonder sometimes if people are having a hard time separating that, like they can't separate the anger they're feeling that Sylvanas would commit basically genocide from the people who made her do that. They, they, they have a hard time saying, well, let the fiction be the fiction and let me be angry within the fiction. They can't let that anger just stay there. I don't, I don't know why that's always just been a thing that's been easy for me to do. And I get passionate and freaked out about it. Like, I love that. That's great. It's like the minute she did it, I went, holy shit. What does this even mean that she did right, this? Right, right. And, and it was so exciting. And as soon as I flipped on Twitter or somewhere just to kind of see what the reactions were, I was like, oh, man. And friends of mine even were just like, I don't like sense. where they're taking Like, okay, yeah. well, all right. Just, you know, give it. And then I, I spent, you know, the weekend trying to explain to everybody why I, my point of view is whatever. And I had people mad at me and uh, for feeling that way. And it just kind of curtailed itself into a big, messy hoo-ha. Yeah. It's like, I'm the same way. Like I'll, I, I watched it and you know, I played um, the scenario um, the other day and there's the beat where I don't know how much of this is spoilery, but, you know, but like, you know, the, well, how do you guys handle spoilers on your podcast? Uh, if they're, it, uh, we'll warn them right now. Hey, if you don't want to hear this thing, we're going to say, and if you're a true wow fan, this is not even a spoiler. So go for it. So the thing that happened with Sarfang, oh, yeah. um, you know, mm-hmm. um, take him away kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there going, where is this? And in my head, again, I have no inside information. This is purely just, I'm just riffing as a player. I'm like, Oh God, I so want him to take her out. He will be the solution. (laughs) Somehow he's going to, you know, he's going to get free. He's going to get some backup. And you know, Sorfang is going to stand up for the old school whore. You know, it's like, cause I want that too. You know, well, it's funny separating the part of myself that, (laughs) <laughs> was there for all this and is just a player you know just a yeah oh. it must be really weird for you i wanted to oh, ask dude. you about that is it weird i'm, just sit- I'm sitting there like oh sword fan go find thrall dude bring him back you know <laughs> yeah. and then i have this weird out of body moment of like oh god i wonder if i get that acting kick yeah um, i love that dude i you know, love that you get to be but, but that guy I'm, now it's so cool that you get to be that so guy. funny yeah i'm just a civilian dude so it's like oh yeah hell yeah bring thrall back you know were you that uh, how were you the day when you're like whoa there's a hamster in overwatch same deal you didn't know about him <laughs> right well th- th- that one's funny in that um that th- you know i think it was Arn. one of the guys had done sketches of that character there's plenty of characters that have come out since i've been gone that were totally new you know uh, yeah. arisa and moira um that i had never even heard you know they, they just they simply were not discussed um during my time they're p- completely new expressions um, but uh, Wrecking Ball was one of those. I, it was like an early concept. What if there was this ball and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so it, it pleased me that, you know, that <laughs> that old idea got done so well. Yeah. Um, they found know, a so, way to do it. It's awesome. But it is fun watching, you know, kind of watching these games roll out and um, how things take shape. And, 
um, you, you know, it's it's just absolute joy. You know, what was the last one? The uh, like the Reinhardt cinematic when that came out. Again, that's an idea you know that we had had years ago, but. It's like by the time it, it came out, I, I had nothing to do with that cinematic at all, other than, you know, we had talked about some of the, the story behind it years before. And then the idea of Brigitte as a player character. Holy cow. I, I remember the jam sessions were like, what if he had a squire? Yeah. You know, this plucky girl that, you know, kind of keeps him, you know, keeps him in play. And, uh, you know, so we had had discussions like that. But to see her made into, you know, a realized character and, and be really, really fun. I like playing her. Yeah. She's great. Um, like it's, it's such a, it's such a treat as a, as a blizzard fan, you know, to get to see these things like everyone else does. And, you know, um, just kind of watch it all unfold is really cool. Yeah. It must be a, a, a trip. Speaking of, I mean, yes, you were at the ground floor of a lot of the stuff you were with blizzard back when a lot of these things were just ideas in a room and, and became, uh, you know, uh, went to fruition uh now you've you know you've tasted of the retirement you've had a baby in the intervening time you've uh well the back surgery won't count but you know you're you're living life you're doing the thing uh creatively where are you at there's like are there days where you're like oh man i am just gonna sit here and write a comic that might one day get made or right. whatever like I, I'm not asking for specific projects, but sure. where's your head at with that stuff? And, and are you, you know, are you, uh, are you dabbling? It, it, it's still an interesting space. You know, like our, our, the baby just turned two. It's like time is just flying. Yeah. Um, and I think in general, I was just talking to friends the other day. Um, I'm not all that interested in working. <laughs> what a thing to say. <laughs> uh, if I can do this, if I can skate and not have to clock in anywhere, um, for a good long time, uh, that is what I will do. You know, my, the, the kids are my job, you know, um, and they're not, and not my job, you know, they're my, my guild, you know, um, I, I've, I've been having so much fun, you know, just being a civilian and chilling. I, I really don't have, um, I really don't have a lot of compulsion to be, um, super creative, you know, like, like we were talking about earlier, you know, I do the, the Warhammer thing and, you know, I'll paint miniatures. I'm always, you know, um, customizing things. And, you know, just, I, I, so I have craft stuff that I do that kind of scratches um, part of that itch. Yeah. Um, and I love it. And it's mindless. And I love playing. You know, I got a you know group of guys actually all from, you know, ex-Blizzard guys that, um, you know, we kind of all rock, you know, just different tabletop games together. And you know, I like seeing the boys. I like hanging out. Um, but, yeah, being, you know... Um, a creative lead on anything right now, or um, it just isn't, I don't think it's in the cards. Now that being said, um, ironically, I had a friend of mine um, hit me up the other day. He's like, ah, you know, we might get, you know, uh, let's say um, a specific comic um, project up and running. Um, and it, it does interest me. Mm -hmm. uh, and I kind of like, oh, you know, Maybe be cool. I don't know how much, you know, I really want to commit. And then I sat for about 35 minutes and outlined like a six issue arc that, you know, was pretty, you know, bang, 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 bang. And I sat back and went, whoa, you know, where did that come from? You know, I haven't um, I don't, uh, been holding like it summon, in. Summon the lightning in a very long time, you know, <laughs> and it felt good. I'm like, God, I, I remember like I. I can, I can do this stuff. Right. Sure. And maybe I'll do that project. Maybe I won't, but it felt good to, um, flex those muscles a little bit and just have fun. Um, I guess jamming isn't the right term when you're by yourself, but just ideating and, and developing story. Um, and another fun one, um, this is a, how do I talk about this? I said, I would not say anything specific about it, but I actually got um, a chance to do a voice for an upcoming animated show oh, cool. um, for a really bitchin' character. Um, it was a real limited part, um, but it was so much fun to get back in the studio, especially with someone else's character um, uh, for a, you know, a, a show and a concept that I, I think I'm really, really going to love. So it just felt like, you know, uh, you know, um, how would I put it? It felt good to be part of something creative, um, but really doesn't rest on me. You know, um, it was just a fun way to be part of it and um, 
be creative without you know having to you know build the <laughs> build the thing sure. but one day you know it's it's uh, and now that i bring that up like um when i grow up what <laughs> i want to be um is someone who makes animated shows oh, and maybe that's not plural i got one idea that i, I work on um it's kind of based on a comic idea i had when i was a kid or you know up, up through high school and um my daughter has kind of come on um and is pretty creative. You know, we talk all the time about worlds and stories and I, I just get such a kick out of that. And she happens to be one of the only other people I hang out with. So I, I kind of opened this world that I was building up to her and she kind of took it in her own kind of vector with her, you know, characters that really representative of how she sees the world, kind of like a, a next generation thing from the idea I was building. Mm. And so we just kind of soft jam that idea all the time. But I'll tell you what, like the more, the more we get into it, I see it, you know, this could be a killer something. And um, I'm so inspired by, you know, uh, The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra and all that. Um, those shows were just so pivotal to my household, you know, just raising kids at the time that those shows were coming out. We just imprinted on them together. And I want to do that. I think one day if I come out of retirement to do something big, um, I want to build a show that people love. I want to build an adventure that, you know, fires the imagination and the heart and is about, you know, just people growing up together, finding themselves together in the midst of, you know, really high octane geeky stuff, you know, um, that would be fun work. Sure. Um, you know, so one, one day I would like to, I would like to do that. I don't think I'm ready for anything like that, but, um, one day, one day, I mean, I went, look, you when know, it comes to games and things like that, I don't, I don't know, man. You know, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever, you know what I mean? It's like, if, if it's like, what would be enough, you know, to lure yeah, me back? Like, yeah. I don't think anything could like, like if, you know, Mike Moraine went, Chris, you know, we, we, I'm not saying anything here. I'm just using right, this as just example, an example, sure. quote, unquote. I'm just saying we've got to build Warcraft four. We need you back. We're, it's going to be unbelievable. You know, but we, you know, Melon, we need you. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, that's from a movie called Back to School. Back to <laughs> I remember it, yeah. Roger um, <laughs> would that be tempting? You know, like for sure, you know, um, sure. especially if all my friends and loved ones are working on it. But I don't know. I wonder sometimes whether that, that guy's just gone. Yeah. Um, I, but I don't know. It's you know? a little bit I, like I, being, I don't know. I, I totally get what you're saying. Once you've, you kind of were working at the pinnacle place like that was the place um the entire industry looked at and went man those guys are rad i mean we're cool too right yeah we're cool but blizzard's mm -hmm. super rad like blizzard's always had that place and you get to be in the core of that as it grew and as it expanded and as it became what it became like it's it's weird to think like the last thing i can see happening again we're just playing with hypotheticals here everybody listening but the last thing I could see is suddenly you going, yeah, I'm going to go uh, crank up a new game studio. Or, like, I just can't see it. I, I cannot imagine. Yeah, I can't it's see so it. so hard. <laughs> Making games is so hard. It is hard. I mean, they're, what a what a blessed place it is to be Blizzard. but oh, they've, yeah. And they've earned and, it, no and, question. And it's but funny, it's too, hard. looking back now, I was talking to another buddy that isn't there anymore the other day, and um, that I haven't talked to in years. And it's like, with a little bit of time and distance, I'm so nostalgic about Blizzard and I see now like, you know, a lot of the things I would bitch about over time, you know, it's a, it's a soldier's right to complain. Everybody, you know, you know, has things they wish were different about the workplace. And some of the things that used to drive me crazy back in the day, I kind of look now and it's like, I have a fondness for like, it wasn't really that bad. Was it Chrissy? You know, mm -hmm. um, not that I thought it was bad, but just, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, time kind of makes it gives it this golden glow. Um, which is cool. You know, I, I like that. I, I have so much affection for all those people and, and that place in particular. And, sure. um, but, but despite that, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. It's super hard. And you, <laughs> I, I can tell you, I mean, like the last time we spoke, we talked a lot about, you know, issues like imposter syndrome and yeah. the feeling of anxiety you get from expectations and all this other stuff. And you were just, you were still kind of at that adjusting to, being you know leaving that behind and and yeah. entering this different phase this new phase i mean i have to say my impression is you sound great and you sound transitioned i'm um, a different man 
yeah, I was going to ask, just as a follow-up, how's that all feeling for you these days? I feel good. You know, and even even just as a follow-up to that last discussion, like the anxiety stuff, I think I think I got it beat. You know, I talked to the you know my doctor, and he's like, yeah, well, maybe you don't need to take anything anymore. Maybe we're past it. You know, it's, it's very, very rarely I'll kind of feel the, like a you know, like a like a twinge in my body of you know some of those old feelings, and and then I remember, nah, yeah, nah, this is played out. I'm you know good to go. You know, you know, and, but I have to face you know the things that would trigger me from time to time. Like I had to actively face all those things and go out and do them and, um, kind of reprogram, you know, um, my nervous system in a way. And it looks like that's worked really well. Like I feel good, you know, other than, you know, I have a two year old at home who kicks my ass daily, you know, I'm, I'm tired, yeah. but, um, but I feel great. Life is really good. Um, I love that. So happy being home. And and I think that's part of it too, for all the creative mountains that may still let, you know, still yet, you know, lie on the horizon. Um, it's just not where I'm at. Like my heart is at home with these people. And, you know, we, you know, Kat and I talk all the time. She's like, how funny would it be if, if, you know, I went back out and, you know, was, you know, the major, you know, you know, career rock and roller and I'm, you know, Mr. Mom staying home, you know, um, you know, because there's, you know, I'm sure there's things both of us want to do over time, but we're just so um, loving this phase that I mean, we just don't think about it all that much. You know, I think that's great, dude. Like that's that I, I can tell you this. I don't there's probably not a day that goes by where I don't get an email or some comment or something from somebody who doesn't reference our last interview and say, oh, really? this made a difference in my life or this explains a lot about me. Or I am completely inspired to just approach my own self-care in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotta and love I, yourself. Yeah, and I'm not overstating it. It's It really had an impact on people. So, um, you know, this is as good as any opportunity to, to thank you for it, your it, candor. I guess it's appropriate to follow up on that. And, you know, so, sure. so yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to report that I feel very different. You can get through it. You know, um, everybody's case is different. Um, but I had the opportunity to step back from, I think, the big thing that was, um, you know, making me uh, crazy mm-hmm. um, and get some perspective on it. You know, and a lot of people don't always get to do that or get to have that opportunity. Um, but my gamble or the move of, um, you know, stepping away from Blizzard um, totally worked. It worked perfectly. Um, and that ain't my that ain't my cleverness it was it was a crazy gamble um but in my instance um i think it's helped me you know um realign and um be refocused on the things that i that are most important to me um and that is people that is that's my little people and my wifey um and not thrall and jaina Um, (laughs) for them i will be uh you know a dedicated player and enjoy them holy shit she has a flying battleship by the way yeah she has mage abilities my mage doesn't have by the way i'm sitting there and the clouds break open and there's a flying of course there's a flying (laughs) battleship alex of frasiabi of course there's a flying battleship yeah it was just glorious man you know so i i'm having so much fun with all this stuff as as a a player but i I love that uh, i think that's great i think that's where uh, i mean that's where if i were you that's where i'd want to be and it sounds like that's where you're at. And that's good. I, I'm, I'm very appreciative. Yeah. You know, it's like I, every day I, I, I remember that or, or think through, you know, that, that this people don't get to do this very often. Um, and I'm so thankful, you know, um, just utterly thankful of the miracle of it, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, I got to find a way to pay that forward. Um, one day, not just to my little people, I got to find a way to, you know, I don't know. Um, do right with that karma you know yeah oh it's a big that is yeah it's a big deal and everybody i've I've, it has a term now we call it the medicine moment it's where you make this very what you think in your own head anyway is a very risky change and a move and a thing that your heart tells you is the right thing but it's so drastic you don't know how it's going to turn out and you know proof yet again that going with your gut is is often the best choice so yeah uh, so well done on that um yeah we're about out of time i figure um you know, I'd give you a chance to to mention anything else you felt like mentioning. I mean, obviously, if there's if there's no listen, people listening, if there's no immediate uh, Chris Metzen 
creative things happening right now where you can't go out and buy some rad thing he's working on. All I'm saying is my my impression is one day, and you you know you said yeah maybe one day, but one day there's going to be something with Chris's name on it. It may be a children's book with his name. <laughs> it may be animated television. It may be a, a hundred things. I just never feel like we're quite done with you. And that is not to put any pressure on you. It's just, uh, I don't know. The fans really appreciate you, and so do I. So I, I appreciate you taking time to even talk. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, well, no, nah, man, I love, I love, I love talking to you. Um, and uh, well, as you can tell, I think I just love talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this. These are always really fun. And we should definitely um, do them like, again. Like you were saying, that last one we did felt like it was you know more than just geeking out. Like we got into some. I didn't know what shape today would take. So this has been a fun, geeky conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe the next one's more. I don't know. You know. Um, well, look, the last one we solved. Up Dr. Phil. Sure. The last one we solved self doubt and anxiety. This one we solved toxic fandom, <laughs> maybe. Solved. Uh, who, I, yeah. I guess I would want to say, like, because it, it's like. To some degree, you know, it's like we're, we are kind of elder statesman geeks and there are no dads on the Internet. And I, I certainly don't want to presume to be one. Um, but I did want to say to all you geeks out there, you know, like, I, I love you guys. Yeah. We are in this community together. We watch and play all the same stuff. Um, so I, I certainly don't want to sound like a judgmental asshole um, <laughs> because in a way, like that's, that's kind of the thing, right? Is everybody's got an opinion and, right. you know, blah, 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 blah. But I, all I would say, and maybe I said it earlier, is just, just remember empathy yeah. is so important, especially in today's climate um, <laughs> at nearly every level of our society. Um, things are tense and there's a lot of hate out there. Yeah. Um, and it, it does kind of feel like a fever pitch. Um, and so to find that same kind of, kind of binary, you know, aggressiveness in our hallowed nerdy halls is disconcerting. Yeah. Uh, we're supposed to dream the big dreams with our fantasies and our science fictions of, better tomorrows and being better people and um you know you know the overwatch shit you know the the you know building brighter worlds and it's like everyone responds to that stuff but when we're not thinking about it we're not building better worlds we talk a lot of shit on each other yeah and the only fix for that is just you just have to remember empathy you have to remember that it's another sensitive human person on the other side of the the chat room uh you know um uh, we're all we are all in it together. Be yeah. good to each other. I remember right? a the wise. Argument. I remember a wise. Exactly. I remember a very wise man in a horde hoodie up on a stage saying the words, uh, "Take care of each other and look out for each other this weekend." I think those are words to live by, man. I think we. I always a appreciated that, and also happy to hear that others on stage now at BlizzCon carry on yeah, those I words. Love that. Love and that. it applies to everything. Ain't that the whole thing, you it's know, like it. it's, it's it. the whole thing. Take care of each other. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, you're out there to rile them up and go, where are my horde at? Where are my alliance at? And then this nice reminder that, all right, that's all fun and we love it. And it's great. Rivalry is good. But in the, at the end of the day, take care of each other. And oh I feel like it's a good thing to take uh, the take We have the show infinitely more in common than not. You know? Yeah. There you go. So, well, so there it is. Soapbox, soapbox gone. <laughs> Voice of reason, everybody. We've done it. Uh, well, Chris Metzen, it's always a pleasure. We'll do this again sometime when the when the uh, uh, opportunity affords us and uh, talk about more in uh, our worlds. And um, just really, really grateful you took the time, man. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks so much, Scott. It's always great talking to you.